you're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast that was voted number one by Sewer Dwelling Carnies. I'm your host, Pogues, and I'm joined by Cobblepot campaign manager, Ben Chapman. Oh, man, we got number one? Yeah. Even over Sewer's talk? Yeah, thank God. Oh, I, think, I think it was the, the bearded woman really pulled for us, I, so I, I think that's what helped. <laughs> She's got an affinity for two white men yelling about movies, about comic books. I don't think you're the bearded lady, Sarah, but I haven't seen you for a while, so maybe things have changed. That's right! We got a guest this week, as always, and this time it is the triumphant return of my wife, Sarah. I'm married. I've been, like, not trying as hard. <laughs> you know her catchphrase, I'm married. I don't try as hard. You're well, right. at first I did not get that what you were talking about until just now. All right. Well, good to know that Sarah got a beard. I really um, should have gone to that wedding. <laughs> If you don't listen to every single episode of this podcast, fuck and you! Fuck I mean, off. fuck you! Yeah, fuck you! I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Uh, if you don't listen to every episode of this podcast, uh, you would have missed Sarah on a what I call a fantastic episode uh, for the Scott Pilgrim movie, where we actually established some pretty impressive uh, uh, metaphorical information on like the numbered... It was good. You should go listen to it. It's, it's a solid episode. It. It's actually one of our most listened to episodes. Hey-oh! Yeah, because of me. And it spawned, right. it spawned our one and only t-shirt. That's right, Heavers, <laughs> which still only sold one of them. Uh, uh, by the way, folks, get ready to draw another t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Oh. She's got plans, guys. Gauntlets been drawn. Is it the term? To <laughs> draw a gauntlet? Like a bat? Yeah. You anyway. only draw gauntlets. <laughs> Let's not fuck around with banter, because I have a lot to talk about, because this movie is some bonkers shit. Yes, this movie is crazy, and uh, we've <laughs> sort of already covered our connections to Batman uh, with the comics and everything, but Sarah revealed something right before we started recording, which is somewhat fascinating. So why don't you tell us your connection, at least to this movie, Sarah? Hmm. What do you mean, hmm? Hmm. <laughs> you literally just said it, <laughs> Dead air, Sarah. No, you were you were talking about how the fact that you watched this kid this movie as a as a child, mm-hmm. which you shouldn't have. Yeah. I, I'm now look, looking back. Uh, there, there it is. I thought you were asking about like the comics I'd read or like. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. No, no. I was I, like, I, I, yes, no, I, I was... never read these comics, but I watched this movie so many times as a child. Like, um, mostly, like... maybe because of my older brother. What's... And I think he probably told me that I was left in a basket as a child, just like the penguin. <laughs> he said you got the cobblepot treatment? Yep. <laughs> that asshole. Yeah, he also told me I was adopted many times well, before that, but this was like the coup d'etat, so. Um, did you have uh, disfingered fingers or any sort of uh, I did before the operation. Yes. The operation. Well, she yeah. also apparently has a beard, so she's all over the place. <laughs> she I am just a circus freak. <laughs> Good to know uh it is shocking at watching this movie i was shocked by how like vulgar it is like the amount of sexual innuendo yeah. one of which is not innuendo max shrek at one point says unlimited poontang wait he says that i missed that one yes i was keeping he's, count he says it very low and it's hard to hear but he says unlimited poontang yeah and penguin says here's the pussy i was looking for or something like that and i was like wow yeah. <laughs> i do it not remember is... any of this as a child there is so Which... many references to to dicks to fucking to uh i i mean it's insane it is all over you the know place. there's like a, not a lot of references to what's that batman yeah, he's not a lot in this movie. <laughs> no, and when he is, he's mostly just in the car. 
Yeah. Batman's just like a little nerd boy in this movie. Like, do you think she likes do, me? Do you mean Bruce Wayne? You mean like the Bruce Wayne scenes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's it not is, suave. Yeah, I, it was <laughs> shocking how little Batman was in this movie. I remember seeing this movie and not thinking it was very good at the time. But yeah. watching it again, I actually found this, apparently I'm the only one of us, but I found this movie extremely boring. It, like, it's unconventional. It's ADP boring. <laughs> well, let's get the, let's get the preamble out of the way. Um, so this came out in, uh, uh, 1992, 92, which is, uh, wait, I should have prepared my things first. The, 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 the first Batman was 89, is 89. So, yeah, 89. so we're talking about like what, like, 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 like three years after, three years after, years Tim after. Burton, uh, took the script and said he didn't want to make a direct sequel. And so that's why there is like almost no reference to the previous movie. I mean, the Batman hype must have still been pretty high. I mean, three years after. The oh first yeah, one. yeah. I mean, that's even especially back in the eighties. That's a pretty oh, quick yeah. turnaround for a sequel. Totally. Uh, this movie was partially rewritten by Daniel Walters, uh, who wrote Demolition Man and Hudson Hawk. My hero. So he's all over the place. <laughs> uh, there's also, I found this to be somewhat interesting. Stan Winston, the guy who did like aliens and predator. Yeah. He did the, the, like the prosthetic work for the penguin and the little animatronic penguins. Well, he nailed it. Did he? <laughs> I feel like this is a failed face off challenge. Were they animatronic? Some of them at the, were. At the end, like spoiler yeah. alert, like the, the penguin funeral. And those sequence. might've been uh, midgets. And stuff those were midgets. Those, those were little, little people in suits. People. And people. and there was there was a mix of real penguins, animatronic penguins, and guys in suits. It's bizarre. I don't know if it's appropriate now, but I have oh, well, a no. specific fact we'll get to the about penguins. penguins. So later, we'll, we'll get me. to the penguins. There's plenty to unpack there. Um, I have literally no guess as to how much this movie costs to make because it is all over the place. <laughs> At times, the effects are elaborate. The sets are insane. So it must be a lot of money. Uh, it is a surprisingly large budget. Can Would you, you want to take a guess, Sarah? Or... Yeah, Sarah. Can you give me, like, like, what was the last movie that you did in that budget for that movie? Well, I'll tell you, the, wanna, the, budget, wanna... the budget for 89's Batman was, um, was 35 mil. Mm-hmm. So that's your, that's your reference point. 80 million. You're going to go 80 million on Batman Returns? Tim Burton, man, he does not... He that is actually insane. Sense. It was eighty million dollars. Boo! What? Uh, Sarah has this weird guessing thing. We play a game where I have her guess the ages of older actors, and she can get it within like two years. It's weird. It's creepy. I don't like it. It's a good window into your life, though, as a married couple. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to have sex? No. Tell me how old you think Morgan Freeman is. Just the two of us. Up, that that was that was what she got. I think that's what that started this trend. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, so eighty million dollars, which is insane, because this movie does not look that much better than. The first Batman. No, it's very close. Although it does vary the sets a little There's bit more. There's a lot of really like high like actors like going on here. Oh, big names yeah, going big on. Names like or high actors as we call high... them, is the term is in the industry. <laughs> high tier. There it is. There's the word tier. It's not better. <laughs> so it, it works. Uh, what do you guys think the domestic gross was? It had. To, I mean, it has to be insane. I'm gonna double it. Uh, 160 mil at least. Oh, wait, domestic? Ugh. I was going to go gross. Uh, 125. Yeah, that sounds good. Don't well, Ben, you should have stuck with your original guess because it was 162 million domestic. Damn it! 266 worldwide. Fuck, uh, that's it a comes lot. in 36 for, uh, on our list of uh, comic book movie adaptions and 17th adapt, uh, 
adjusted for inflation. Bonkers. So it's wow. it's surprisingly it did surprisingly well, which is what of course spawned the sequel. Oh, the illustrious sequel, which Batman I have only Robin. seen I think twice, and both times I hated it. Like, I mean, that's a bad is one. Is Batman and Robin supposed to be a sequel? Well, I mean, By it's the, the yes. next one in the franchise, so sort of. Because there are like crossover characters, like Commissioner Gordon and Alfred are in all three or all four of them. Yeah. So it's supposed to be in the same unit, like the same. It's supposed to be the same Batman. Story. But all those villains die every time. <laughs> no villain survives Batman, which is not. That is true. Accurate. <laughs> well, until until uh, Batman Forever, in which both of them survive. Uh, all three of point. them survive. Good point. They they changed their mind on that. So I mean. Yeah, let, let's unpack this fucking Yeah, let's film. just dive into, like, the beginning starts, and I, I remember this movie pretty much all the way through from when I saw it when I was a kid, because I think I've only seen it maybe twice after that, but I remember it starting with the kid being born. I don't remember it being, like, a cartoon version of Downton Abbey. Yeah, you, wait, are you saying you don't remember a monocled Pee Wee Herman dumping a baby into a river? No, I, when so he turned around, he had the Downton monocle. Abbey's about. Sorry. <laughs> It's it's I've seen Downton Abbey. It's pretty much what about this. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I I just looked at the cover of the poster. Uh, but it was insane when he turned around with the monocle. I just could not. I was like, wow, really, Philly costume guy? Yeah. One of my notes is: Are all Cobblepots given a monocle at birth? <laughs> I would have loved a pan over of that baby and just a little like a little just baby a monocle. monocle. And and like the baby appears to be born like during Christmas time, correct? Uh huh. Now, is it supposed to be they kept the baby for a full year before they dropped it into the river? I mean, that must be the case, because... Because that baby is huge by the time it it apparently eats a cat. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. Is that symbolism, by the way? I guess. (laughs) Foreshadowing. If you want to call that symbolism. No, I I don't mean foreshadowing to Catwoman. I mean foreshadowing to the scene in which the penguin tries to eat a whole cat. (laughs) After Catwoman eats a whole bird. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, movie rules. I feel like Gotham has a, a number of issues with uh, wasted space. It has an abandoned zoo. It has sewers, which are like the size of like the channel that connects like <laughs> England yeah. to France. I mean, it is. They are abandoned subway tracks. Are is huge. What I, yeah. Yet, yet they're like they're like Times Square, where they're holding all their civic events, is like the most cramped alley of all time. Yes. <laughs> it's just this tiny squat alley with like a shitty podium. It's all gray metal black. <laughs> it's Meanwhile, ridiculous. their sewers are like lush, <laughs> luxurious ceilings. Oh, those luxurious Gotham sewers. So after a very boring opening of watching a baby slowly arrive to be raised by penguins, it appears, we cut to modern-day Gotham. Uh, which had which has taken the Anton first design and pumped it full of heroin or something because it's like crazy over the top. I love it. Oh my god, I adore it. The first Batman set design was super gothic, but it was more like Blade Runner gothic. This is like, this feels like a cartoon. It's it's brilliant. I adore oh, it, it is. Yeah, it is like a level of insanity. Though, I mean, there's just. Like, there's just giant heads everywhere. Statues everywhere. I kind of super dug it, actually. I just like the idea that in Gotham you can't have, like, a cornerstone for a building unless it's a person's face. Yeah, like, at some point they went down an alley and there's just, like, a face. Like, yeah. like, like around the corner, like, down a dank alley where there's just, like, it's hobo sleeping. It's not even sleeping. facing a road. They no! Just... It's, 
It's just for like the trash guys coming out of a Chinese food restaurant to see when they throw out a bunch of waste. That's all it is. I love it. But like, just to be clear here, because we're talking about the penguin's like origin in this film, where he's drifts down like a toxic waste sewage sewer. At different times, they refer to like the liquid as sewage and as straight up like toxic waste. Like go- jo- Joker origin style, yeah, and then like Max falls into it later and he's fine. It's it's anyway. Um, <laughs> as they're establishing this origin, Sarah asked because she's not totally up to date on her on her Batman lore, or at least the, the the deeper stuff. She's like, "Is this at all like in line with the Penguin's origin?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> not at all." The Penguin grows up for reference in in most of the general stories because, of course, with comic books, there's like a million origins. Um, in most stories, he's just a kind of a black sheep of the family, like a pariah, because he is sort of like weird and and short and stout with like a big nose, and he's kind of odd. That just leads him to become very like he's withdrawn. Yeah, it was basically Danny DeVito. By the way, best casting ever. Um, <laughs> That makes him become withdrawn and sort of like, uh, 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 you know, I don't know, villainous in a way. And then he becomes, um, using his family's money, he opens up the Iceberg uh, Club and sort of becomes this sort of underworld kingpin where he's controlling like, you know, he's hijacking trucks and, and, and rigging, rigging like betting matches, that kind of thing. That's why he was have a henchman, you know, that's why he has a force. That, that, that makes out. Why a man raised by penguins has a circus army, I... Not entirely well, sure about. Well, he wasn't raised by penguins like I initially thought that. Right. He was raised by the circus, but also, I'm just going to say, Tim Burton jizzed all over this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with that. It was everywhere. A real... Yeah, that's um, true. But there was, like, disturbingly and weirdly, a lot of biblical references in this movie. Well, I got the baby floating down the river. Like the Moses I mean, thing. On the and nose. then he... Spoiler alert, like, later on, he talks about killing all of the firstborn sons. Oh, right. And yeah. stuff, so. Oh, right. Yeah, I like didn't pick up on that. a lot of, like, Moses shit going on, so. <laughs> I'm not sure what to think about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little-known part of the Bible story, is that Moses had flippers. Also, the part where, uh, the, where the Moses, uh, uh, blackmailed, or, or tricked the, the city into believing that Jesus was evil. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, according to Christians, it was the Jews' fault. Uh, <laughs> Goo, colorful. Uh, can we just talk about the introduction of uh, Max Shrek, played by Christopher Walken, wearing the biggest, probably hair. the best wig in the history of cinema, <laughs> putting every Nicolas Cage wig to shame. He looked like Einstein. He looked like Willy Wonka Einstein mm. with a little bit of Tim Burton spice mm. just sprinkled on top. I enjoy that he has a meeting with the mayor and is wearing a suit and leather gloves because that doesn't make you seem evil at all. He never takes those gloves off, right? Oh, it Every is so scene. weird. The middle of a party. He's eating hors d'oeuvres at the party scene with gloves still on. I don't know why Walken needed to have those gloves on. And I mean, he always wears those striped suits, kind yeah. of like Beetlejuice. After yeah. Secret. Yeah. They just raided that closet from Beetlejuice, <laughs> really, and, and the old Willy Wonka films. Um, on top of that, like all the other Batman movies, this movie is filmed entirely at night, all the time. No matter what's happening, it's fucking nighttime. Oh, well, I don't know if you know, in this universe, Gotham is in that part of Alaska where it's night for 30 days. <laughs> well, isn't it cheaper to film at night? I think it's cheaper to film inside of a studio where all <laughs> this, this is, is filmed. Yeah, this is actually, like, one of the last films... To be old Hollywood, which is every every shot is a set. 
they never there is no outdoors in this movie which is insane. That means they built like the stupid zoo that's just only and mostly used in establishing shots. Yeah, they built that for the one tiny scene that takes place there. Well, they blow it up later. Yeah, I mean it's shocking. It'll be like, why would you waste the money building this piece of junk? So let's jump into this plot because early on in the film we establish a couple of characters quickly, which is we establish Max Shrek. And his son, who is doing his own little Christopher Walken impression, which um, I enjoyed to no end. One <laughs> yep. of the Winklevoss twins. Yes. <laughs> do we? Do, when he comes in, he's like dead. I was like, oh, seriously, Tim Burton? Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you let him do this. Why would his son have the same stupid voice? You know what would probably be the scariest thing in the world is doing a Christopher Walken impression while looking Christopher Walken in the eye. That's, yeah, especially that's that guy was not a great actor. Balls of steel. And you know why this guy has balls of steel? Because it's fucking Leatherface. This guy went on to play Leatherface in the rebooted uh, Chainsaw Massacre films, which so... is equally as crazy. What? I did read a piece of trivia about the movie where Tim Burton was like kind of on the fence about casting Christopher Walken to be that character because he was scared of him. <laughs> I'm scared of him. I get that. So, yeah. Which is saying something because if you ever look at Tim Burton, he looks like an escaped, uh, like he escaped a mental asylum. Well, this is early Tim Burton. <laughs> That's even worse. I think, yeah, I think that was when it was actually worse. Now he's just a cartoon of himself. We also get introduced into the meek Selena Kyle. Uh, yes, who, after screwing up something, refers to herself as a corn dog. Like four times. Is that something people do? I don't even think corn in night two. Corn dog day. Yeah, corn dog day is coming up. Um, the National Corn Dog Day that we celebrate in honor here in Chicago. Uh, but, ah. she, but she also she also calls herself housebroken. Or, or no, no, she's called housebroken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which it's is like, just come so on. ridiculous. Like. <laughs> Everything is so on the nose. It felt like whoever wrote this went and wrote the Gotham TV show. But I fucking love it here. Something is so drippingly like over the top about this movie that it it didn't bother me. I I I sunk right into it because the previous Batman movie, as you would have understood from our episode, is really bleak and kind of boring because they spend a shitload of time with. There the is reporters. no way you can think this movie is less boring. It uh, has nothing going on. It is the least like exciting story of a, like for a drama. It's boring, let alone for a superhero movie. That's because it's not a Batman movie. This is this is this is a Catwoman origin story film through and through. Well, yeah, and I guess like a Penguin origin too. Like I, it is like Batman is in this movie shockingly so little and does so little while he is in the movie. That I don't even know why he bothered to show up. Yeah, it's insane. Like, seriously, I want someone to track this. Uh, He's got to be in less than, like, 20% of this film. No joke. I would assume if you took all the scenes where he is in the Batman costume, it can't be more than 30 minutes. No, less than that, for sure. And this movie feels like it's about three days long. (laughs) Okay, but we open on one of, what I think, like, seven uh, civic, like, like, holiday events held in this square like we keep coming back to this scene in the rest of the movie yeah it is i guess they when they built the one yeah. set for you know max shrek's felix the cat store which i don't really get what that was about but but uh, that logo though that logo is awesome it's felix the cat i love it i don't know how they did it's just very bizarre like why they were like let's associate him with 
Also, I don't understand Max Shrek's whole evil plan, if somebody wants to take a stab at explaining that to me. Well, at first, he's building a capacitor to steal all of uh, Gotham's electricity. But then he says, eh, fuck it, and just tries to make the Penguin the mayor. Yes, but that's so he'll okay the the power plant. Right, but... The Penguin knows what's going on, and he is going to expose him, because he already pushed Selena Kyle out the window... She's taken care of. But the plan is to get a bunch of electricity. And then for... do what? He, heard, he already had the plan in hand. He just needed yeah, no, no. backing for yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't understand. But right, to he, what he end? He siphons the power out of Gotham. What's the end goal? To like, how end. does that make him rich? He's going to then sell it back to Gotham for a but higher profit. That seems insane, because they're already going to be paying him for the power. <laughs> Quick question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They paid so him twice. So they're doubling down. Okay. Quick, quick question. Better or worse than Lex Luthor's plan to break California off of the continent of the United States to build beachfront property? Better. I'm going to say worse. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we get into this scene where the where, where uh, I almost said the Joker. Uh, I meant Penguin. But there's a reason I almost said the Joker. It's because a bunch of circus goons come out. And it's it's the penguin, which is kind of I mean, didn't that feel weird? Yeah, yeah. It, it felt very weird. I watched this movie so many times as a child, and for some re- reason in my brain, I thought his penguins were his goons. I mean, they sort of were later, but but yeah, no, he runs That's a circus game. Actually, been slightly less asinine if he had just militarized penguins. Well, he he does militarize penguins yeah, eventually, eventually. eventually, but <laughs> but, yeah. but in this early scene, uh. uh there's a newsboy from 1920. In this, uh, yeah, and, and Max goes down to deliver uh, a tree lighting speech. Now I've never attended one of these, but I'm pretty confident that they're just this quick fair where they're like, "Hey, the holidays, a time for family. What a great time here in the city." Anyway, tree. But I don't Max think, is. I think they're pretty long, actually. I mean, they're long. They're not super long. Not as long as it's made to believe because. Max realizes he forgot his script when he arrives down, and they flash to Selena, who's rushing to get it, and she grabs about 12 pieces of paper. Which, if you look at his handwriting, it looks like a third grader wrote it. He yeah. is like, it's like, like normal ruled paper, and each word is like four lines high. It's but, insane how big he wrote these words. A reminder, this is Christopher Walken. Can you imagine being 11 pages in to a Christopher Walken speech and being like, oh my god, I have to leave. I can't stand here any longer. Because that's like, that's like having a, that's like having, I mean, think about how long he takes for a regular sentence. Now, now, now extrapolate that over 12 handwritten pages. Without punctuation. Without punctuation. Uh, well, and then his speech that he gives is even more crazy, which is just like, sue me for wanting to give back. And it's like, what are you giving back? You're lighting a Christmas tree. Also, I don't <laughs> think when they light the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center in New York, I don't think the Rocket, like one of the people from Rockefeller is like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's a speech. Donald Trump doesn't like, show up <laughs> and give speeches. Yeah, it's just, I was like, I don't think they ask for, you know, uh, entrepreneurs to come and give a speech, maybe the mayor, but the, they bring in uh, a bunch of clown people on motorcycles. Like they bring up a box, which is maybe like 40 feet wide by 40 feet tall. And it's holding, I guess it's like a clown car. Cause it's holding about 28 people. Like yeah. they just pile out of this thing. Some of them are very curious. There's a, a, an organ grinder that has a Gatling gun in his organ that doesn't actually hit anybody. 
there's a bunch of skull people on motorcycles. Yeah, not very circusy at all. And they, they look, they look like, like like the Day of the Dead kind of characters. Yeah, they look like or like a Mardi Gras or something. Like yeah, yeah, fit in. And then there's just guys on stilts, which I was like, that's not a. That's, they're like the least scary people of all time. You and, just run up and push them over. Well, these these circus people aren't very circusy at all. Like, yeah, saying that vaguely. There's, over the course of the movie, there's a lot of really offensive uh, portrayals of circus people. Yeah, one so, of them has like an Indian headdress, and I'm like, what is that about? Well, they're supposed to be like the freak show. I but guess. But as far as I can tell, none of them are actually, like, none of them exhibit any of the things of a freak. You know, I mean, yeah. there's not like the bearded lady, the strong man. It's just a bunch of people in clown Hi. makeup and one lady with a poodle. One of them's a big guy, I guess, but that's about it. Well, one guy's just heavy set. That's not yeah. really strong. That would be a really lame freak show. It's like, it's the man with a very high BMI. And also, <laughs> this penguin! <laughs> this penguin person! Holy shit! Because um, they imply later that he was raised by the freak show and then escaped, I guess. Which kind of explains why he's able to, like, you know... Well, it, it totally explains why he's able to speak English and, like, be a human. And yeah, it was... it, I mean, I understand the premise, which is he was taken in by the circus and they travel around, but... It's just sort of like, I, I don't know, one of the things that's supposed to be great about the Penguin is he's supposed to be like the gentleman villain. And instead, he's just, in this, a horny creepo. Like, he's just super yeah. creepy and super horny. And 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 he's not very, like, mastermindy, you know? Sort of. Yeah, he's really just more of like a puppet for a series of individual people. And, like, his end plot is... I guess just revenge. Like, there's no yeah. benefit to what he's doing. Well, both both non-Batman characters in this movie, the main characters, are just, like, fucked up people. Like, Selena Kyle is having a fucking, I mean... She's psych- having a time of She's it. having a psychic episode. She, is, she, is, she has sustained a head injury, and she has lost her mind. And the Penguin is just a nightmarish mutant maniac i mean it's it's a lot of crazy people uh, yeah i think i think this could be best described as tim burton unchained uh but can we talk about the selena kyle thing here real quick she goes back to the office after coming to her house her which is a very nice apartment um or a very large apartment i guess at least but she goes home realizes she forgot some paperwork goes back to get the paperwork and max shrek shows up and she tells him that she hacked into his computer. Yeah, she confesses, oh yeah, I committed fraud and got into your secret files so that you can use them in the presentation. Yeah, yeah. No, she's a total dumb idiot. I think she's crazy before the fall. Yeah, I think there, I think she has like Asperger's or something maybe, because how would you not know you shouldn't say that? Especially when you realize that the power plant is going to be for evil use. Right. Which I guess she doesn't dawn on her until she's like reading it out loud, because she then seems he's like threatening her physically. Yeah, that was that was weird. Although Which is not great for ladies, by the way. Although oh, you don't like seeing that. You don't like <laughs> yeah. seeing a woman being threatened physically. Before well, there's plenty of it in this movie. Uh, before we we jump ahead to Selena, I want to point out two small things. One, Batman lights a man on fire. Batman ignites yes. a person in this in, the, in that fight scene in the plaza. He just straight up pivots his car. And sets a man on fire. It's, and this movie should have been just called The Batmobile. Because yeah. it, it is the star of this movie. It is the star of this movie. But additionally, uh, uh, to get Batman there to help out, 
They, they, no cops show up, A, to stop the, the no, mayhem. No, the police do show up, including Commissioner Gordon, who's just riding in the front seat of a black and white, as if, like, the commissioner of police just rides around in a normal police car all day. I mean, the cops seem to fail what is kind of a pretty easy situation. I mean, a couple of them have guns, I guess, but most of them are just on stilts with, like, like crappy swords and shit. It's a weird thing not to be able to stop, or even in any way impede. Yeah. But Batman, they call Batman right away. Batman, who's got to be across town, by the way. He's at fucking Wayne Manor. <laughs> He's very far away. Um, they send the bat signal almost directly at his house, oh, it oh. seems. Or at least in his general vicinity. Look it's shot. The mirrors and stuff. Yeah, and then it catches the mirrors he has rigged up on his roof and side of his house to bring the bat symbol into his home. That is not a stealthy way to be Batman. Oh, it's ridiculous not ridiculous because if you want that to work, like you have to like if there's like wildly like black flashing around the city, it will work for like two seconds. Yeah, two seconds. Like the like yeah, the bat symbol has to be pointed one way consistently. I'm not even yeah. sure that would work. The light yeah. from the bat symbol would actually have to hit the mirrors for it to be right. redirected. You can't just pick up light in space and redirect it. Which means. The, the universe, the Batman universe here has already figured out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. So they just said, oh shit, we need to get Batman. Point that light at Bruce Wayne's house. You know, the one full of mirrors. Yeah, the one that has a bunch of symbol. tiny bat, uh, bat logos all over it. We don't know why. We've never but we learned those. that in this movie, this Batman is the worst Batman. I mean, he's bad at being Batman. Oh, he's the worst Batman, but I love him. No, I'm not saying I didn't love this. But he does everything I'll say wrong. That. I mean, he shares his face with a ton of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. At the end? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to jump. But he shares his identity. He pulls his mask off with Selena Kyle and... Apparently, if shred. you catch oh. any of his bat gadgets, you can use them to just, like, inter interface with any of his stuff. Because someone catches one of his bat batarangs, and he just... Well, besides letting them just have it... He, he, it, it then later operates his car. You can just open up his no, car with it. Is that this what is, they use to open it? Is the batarang? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I, they have like Batman. They have like a teenage full Batman. schematic of the Batmobile in, in the Penguin's office. Like they have like the blueprints as if they right. got them from the manufacturer. It, but they never explain where they got them. It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, also I don't know if you noticed, but, uh, when the police pull up and Batman shows up after lighting a man on fire and then putting a bomb in another guy's pants and kicking him down a manhole. Yep. Uh, the commissioner comes up to him and he's like, the clown gang's back in town. And I was like, really? That's the best you guys could come up with? Clown gang. It was just like, oh, I guess they're clowns. Are they kind of a gang? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. You take a shot, Pokes. We got, we got the big toppers. The Something, yeah. The three uh, ring the freaks. Uh, killers. Uh... uh... <laughs> Sideshow murders? I don't know. <laughs> Sideshow murders? Uh, also, I did just want to bring this up. Max Shrek kills Selena Kyle by pushing her out of the top of his office, where she falls through a series of, I don't know why, awnings that are just attached to a skyscraper. Don't yeah, they don't, they're not over balconies. They're just attached. Yeah. Uh, but then it's just like, eh, somebody will find the body. He doesn't have somebody go and remove the body to hide his crime. He doesn't call the police to be like, oh my god, my secretary just committed suicide. He's just going to leave a body outside of his building? He also doesn't give a fuck when she comes back. Yeah, and he's like, when she's like, oh, it's a little hazy, he's like, we'll see what happens. It's like, what you see, you <laughs> killed her earlier. Why are you going to even take the chance that she remembers? 
I want to go back to what you said earlier. Why why would he call the cops to say, my secretary committed suicide? She could have committed suicide at any time. It what? was after hours. Well, yeah, but I mean, don't you just think it's weird he made no effort to hide the body? I did, yes, but I'm going to play devil's advocate now. <laughs> I just I really love, love this movie. movie. <laughs> also, I, I kept count uh, about... about in the time it takes, in the time she has before she's Catwoman, she makes seven sexual innuendos. Seven. Before she's even Catwoman. She is hard up. And then when she becomes Catwoman, that's all she does. She just wants some dick, Ben. She just wants some dick. We have, we have two episodes now that are going to feature the word cock in it uh, pretty oh. frequently. Uh, I have a question yeah, just, real quick. Just dick. 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 Yeah, come on. Keep it classy, Ben. Sorry. I'm sorry. Dick. I'm sorry. Dick. Um... I have a question, Sarah. You brought up something uh, a minute ago, and I just wanted to ask your opinion. You said you didn't really like seeing a woman being physically threatened. Did you enjoy that when a woman is almost raped and Catwoman saves her and then Catwoman blames her? Did you enjoy that? I did not. <laughs> did that seem a little weird to anybody? But... I was like, wait, is, is she like rape shaming this girl? Uh, I mean, if we're talking about sexual assault in this movie, let's let's, let's talk about the well, penguin groping a woman. We're going to have to get into my whole big, like, thing about what happens to Catwoman, like, psychologically. Because I don't think she died. I think oh. that she had some fucked up shit going on. Like, yeah. She fell a lot. Let's and, talk about that. Yeah. So you think she's just suffering from a series of brain injuries? Yes. Yeah. Well, then yes. how's she still alive at the end? Is she? Yeah. The last shot of the movie is the bat that single. That last and then shot a... was definitely, like, CGI. Yeah, I mean, it was actually filmed like a week before the movie came out, but that, you're regardless. That's uh, not even Michelle Pfeiffer, it's just some woman in her head. Regardless is not a word. When she gets back to her apartment. It's now. <laughs> when librarian. Gets, when she gets back to her apartment post, uh, uh, I don't know, death, bad injury. I, I want to say bad injury because that's what it seems like. Because yeah. she, like. Well, she, you mentioned that she hit all of those, like, canopies. Yeah. Like, that would have broken her fall. Well, no. And people it. have. People have survive from like lesser falls before so. i mean sure yeah i, I she guess she fell off of like the sears tower is i mean that building's sears supposed tower, to though? the building's is supposed it... to be like 20 stories tall that's like she fell like 200 feet Do at least know? no i mean they didn't give me the exact floor that the office was on <laughs> but when i'm she... just trying so hard not to make this the prequel to the other horrible cat one movie it does. It, it does. It does feel like the Catwoman movie picked up a lot from this one because she's killed by the boss of a corporation she works for that she accidentally discovers too much about. Yes, except for in this one, while being asinine, it at least is less asinine than just walking into a secure facility through its front door and having no guards. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Instead, she hacked his bad password, which is really believable if you work in IT. Well, well um, hold on though. This was ninety ninety two. Mm-hmm. People back then were dumb. Yeah, real. You know, I mean, there was like no hacking. You know, computers barely right. connected to an internet then. They, nobody knew that, that people could guess your password. Totally believable. Um, but she gets up and she goes straight home. Uh, where she then after the cat's trying to eat her. After the cat does gnaw on her finger a little bit, which I enjoy. She goes back to her apartment uh, for a little home makeover head wound edition where she just smashes and everything. And she starts, for some reason, she has just a can of black spray paint in her Don't house. You? She basically had a Catwoman lobotomy. And and she does what, I don't think I've ever seen a superhero or villain or anti-hero, whatever you want to call her, do, which is go straight to the costume making <laughs> right after. 
Well, she also, her origin. You no, know, before that, she made the sign in her room say, hell here. Right. Instead of hello says, there. Yeah. She smashes her confusing neon mm-hmm. uh, to say hell here. And yeah, she just goes frantically into creating her costume just right away. Gotta get that done. Because she's a badass and she wants the D. So. No, she, she doesn't want the D. Kind of. She, she kinda, wants. She kind of does. The B? Batman? She wants to control the D. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, the ultimate feminist. So let's talk. Because again, she blames yeah, a woman just... who is dressed very modestly in the middle of the winter for being attacked by somebody. <laughs> yeah. Blames her for not defending herself. She she reveals her Catwoman costume. So, thoughts? Uh, it's better than the fucking garbage fest is in the Catwoman movie. It totally I is. I liked it. It I... was very tight fitting and looked like it. I would not be comfortable wearing no, it No, she wasn't co- comfortable But at least it. it didn't have, like, ass showing or chest I showing. I kind of so. love this costume. In fact, specifically when they cut to that shot where she's standing in her window, the neon's behind her, there's cats everywhere, and she's in that fucking costume, I was like, dig it. Honestly, yeah, I, I think it's good. Sexy, yet modest. And, there's, and, there's, and that is one of many shots she's in. That are fucking awesome, I realize. You do make her wear stupid high heels, which isn't great, but still. Sure. Otherwise, yeah, I, I do think the costume's good. And it, it... I think that's a Catwoman thing, though. Even in the comics and... Well, in the, the comics, she used to wear a dress at one point. Yeah, it's Ugh. confusing. Gross. Um, but, no, I don't think high heels are consistent with a, a, her costume choice most of the time. How can you be a cat burglar in a dress? Look, it was the 40s. Women didn't wear pants. Yeah. That would have been weirder. <laughs> I don't make the rules, Sarah. I just rigidly enforce them. If they had to give her pants in the People... 40s, then that would be her defining characteristic, and she'd just be, like, dresses like a man they woman. They were, though. They were. She'd be pants Ro- woman. Rosie the Riveter and I- all I'm that just shit. kidding. Of course women wore pants in the 40s. I have no idea why they put her in a dress. I guess they just thought it was glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> but Do not like pearls. Okay. At many times in this movie, I just wrote down what was happening and then wrote in all, all, all caps, kids movie. Because while, while, even though this was thir- like a, a PG-13 film, I mean, this was a movie for kids to come see. It's fucking Batman. They're into it. They're crazy about Batman. McDonald's had a tie-in with the movie for, for kids' toys. Like, well, they this actually was... canceled that tie-in. Oh, they did? <laughs> yeah, they actually pulled out after the movie because, came out. And people because... were like... This is not kid friendly. Because this movie talked about fucking and had a man's nose bitten off. Yeah, when, just when like... Max Shrek shows up to tell the penguin he wants him to run for mayor, he talks about how uh, getting rid of the mayor, he can fill the void. And the penguin says, I'd like to fill her void, referring oh. to the female stylist. After he's bitten a man's nose almost off, after he's eaten a piece of raw fish. And then he says uh, that he wants to... I, I can't remember who he's referring to at this point, but he wants to meet a woman and show her his largest umbrella. <clears throat> I can't remember. He's giving me all this stuff, like prestige power. And when he said unlimited tank, I was like, what? I don't know how that's going to look like in a PG movie. Yeah, it's it's... It's insane. Like, I know that we sound like we're hyping on it, but go back and watch this movie. You will be stunned by how many scenes feature someone talking about fucking. It's a lot. It it is so much innuendo. And then away from straight innuendo, just like Catwoman on a bed, and they're just like, he's coming over, like, showing him his 
like what lubes he has. Like that's at some point he breaks out like what fucking lube he's got on the, yeah, on his, like, the nightstand. Yeah, that's where, where did he? This is like also the scene where he walks up and says, "Just the pussy I wanted to see." Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. I mean, that one's not an innuendo. When no. you actually use the word, that's not an innuendo. I mean, obviously he's referring to a cat, but come the fuck on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just curious, folks, what flavor lube do you prefer? <laughs> I mean, I don't pick a flavor. Are you I scented mean, or unscented? I, I don't know. I assume it has. I don't know. I've never <laughs> I looked to you. there's a scent. I think there's a flavor, but... He says scented or unscented. Yeah, that's the line. He's referring to. Oh, I, don't, so I don't know what kind. strange. Gross. What kind do you prefer? Not scented. <laughs> but like this, this is this is also this is so fucking confusing. I love it. It's amazing. So the penguins' temporary home outside of the sewer is this top floor, the the penthouse of what I assume is the Shrek building. <gasps> yeah. Right. No, I think it's just a building. A building. Anyway, it's an abandoned warehouse like room, like a giant. A, Underneath has like. Uh, House of Cards being filmed in it or something. Yeah, like, a fully modern does, office. And he doesn't know what's happening. Right. He brings him downstairs. He's like, what? And you look around. It's like, they. he's like living in like a dilapidated attic. And right below him is like a luxury piece of real estate. Yeah, like a full, a full bustling office building. Well, full of computers and people. Well, living because he lives in the sewer. But what... What is he doing there? Like, someone took him into this room and all of his clown people. Maybe they put him up there blindfolded. Like, hey, this is your planning room. No, this is, like, where he's currently staying right now instead of in the sewer because he's trying to look like not a creep. This is after he saved the mayor's baby and stuff. Right. He's trying to redo that so he can get the list of names for the firstborn of Gotham. Which is a a lame plan. he already has that. I mean, he blows he bl- blows up everything and just goes where he wants anyway. I don't know why he has to do this mayor, mayor thing to get to, like, these documents. He could just no, he already in. did that. He already got those. He did <laughs> oh, like right, right. hours ago. Yeah, Days, and then I, I guess he's just hanging out there and Shrek is giving him a place to live. Yeah, like, it's weird. Like, But, like, who builds a whole building and then gets to the penthouse floor, like, one of the most pristine real estates of a building, and is like, yeah, let's just leave this vacant with boarded up empty windows I assume that, like, the whole building was supposed to be that way, and they renovated the body. I don't know. The movie makes no fucking sense. I don't even know why we're bothering. Pokes, you shut your mouth. You know how insane it is that they would be like, let's let uh, a sewer freak, like, let's try to get him to run for mayor in a non-election month to do a recall. Yeah. How hard it is to even get a recall in the first place? This movie is off the rails. But what you're getting amongst this chaos is Michelle Pfeiffer just fucking killing it? Just an insane person, just, just strutting around in that costume, whipping shit, <laughs> making bad cat jokes, but like in a good way. I don't know. And then Danny DeVito is slaughtering it. He is. This is ter- the role he was born for. This is basically Frank in Always Sunny. It, yeah, it, he sounds like Frank at some point. Yeah, this it, is his like. This is what he draws from to be Frank. I just or needed him maybe to say that's his life in general. Yeah, I, I think this know. is just this is just Danny DeVito on a regular day. So you think Danny DeVito just eats raw fish all the yeah, time? Of yeah, of course, a hundred percent. With like raw sewage pouring out of his mouth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. What is that, by the way? That's what happens. You don't brush your teeth and you file down the points. Mercury. <laughs> Mercury's been eating. Yeah. From all the fish. Yeah. 
Oh my god. He he is just dripping and he's in like fucking uh 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 a onesie. Uh, yeah, like 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 a long like like a, a, a like what do, you, what do you call it? Like the Like a long john. He's wearing a long john with a bib that looks like a fancy tuxedo. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. <sighs> and there are penguins. There's so many penguins. Can I tell you a fact about the penguins? I yeah, wish you would. Talk to us about the penguins. The emperor penguins that they use in this movie are real emperor penguins when they're not being played by small people. Right, when they're not, or animatronic. So the only like at this time at least, the only like emperor penguins like in captivity so that you could like actually like make them like be your movie slave were located in England. Um, so they flew them over in a refrigerated plane gave them a refrigerated, like, trailer. And then anytime they were on set, they refrigerated it to 35 degrees and brought them fresh fish straight from the dock. And after they went home, back to England, to their, like, zoo, yeah, they fucked each other so hard. They were so happy. <laughs> what? It was like a breeding okay, season? wait, I'm yeah, sorry. Penguins what are, are notorious. <laughs> this, this is a fact. This is a hard fact. We're talking about a librarian here. Research is her. So forte. you researched the the like post movie coitus of these penguins. Yeah. <laughs> penguins are notoriously like they're like very picky about like they're like pandas. They're like oh like people are looking right. at me. I don't want to like. Yeah. They were so pumped about being in this movie that they went back to England. They're like, fuck yes, Batman, and they just like went to town on each other. Well, see, I guess this movie was so horny that it, the penguins caught it. So you're saying that like the like the the Batman movie was like a sweet vacation for these yeah. London penguins with some sweet strawberry lube or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't think penguins use lube, but I, 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 honestly, I haven't researched it. I don't have any evidence to back that up. I mean, I think they would. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? But we're about an hour into this movie, somewhere in this random chronology that we're talking about, and we've had. I'm not exaggerating about four minutes of Batman, and about two of those have been inside of the Batmobile. Yes. Batman's boring anyway, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's only the titular character, so. <laughs> uh, we get the scene where they're blowing up Gotham City, and he brings out the, like, Nintendo Batarang. Yeah. Where he, like, enters where people are standing and then throws it and it flies around. It is just asinine. And also, did you notice in this, this film, I think that it's even more egregious than in... Uh, the 1989 Batman, it's so obvious he cannot turn his upper body, like, yeah. at all. It's rough. You think they would have fixed it a little bit? No, it almost seems worse. Yep. I'm really pissed that that little poodle dog, like, caught the battering and ran away, and it never came back. Like, I wanted the poodle dog to come back and, like, toss it back at him. More importantly... Having reprogrammed it. That computerized Batarang had the force to knock four men unconscious. That that dog would have been obliterated. Or at least, like, it would have been great if the dog had grabbed it and then it just kept flying. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> I would enjoy that. energy, it lost force with every hit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the librarian also knows about physics. Mythbusters up in this bitch. <laughs> I wanted to be a physicist at some point in my life. Does anybody understand this note I wrote? What the fuck was the beard scene? I don't know what that means. I, I also don't know what that means. I think Did you're you watching two movies. Yeah, maybe that's it. I, <laughs> I was on Facebook at the same time. Maybe that was supposed to be... I Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to bother to guess what it means. Who gives a shit? So uh, he, here's a random note that I also picked up in, in looking up some of the information in this movie. Um, original script of this film had uh, Robin in it. Yeah. 
Which is, it honestly kind of makes sense, because if they did less Catwoman or no Catwoman, you could have easily brought in a Batman, or a Robin uh, element, because you've already got Circus. Yeah, you know I mean? it would have been probably a better movie. If you just gone with, like, a live circus or something? Like, yeah, I was to see who they wanted to have play Robin? That, yep! That was one of my notes. No. Hold that on, Sarah. That was one of my notes about, how, like, her Penguin and Robin from the same troop? Put a pin in it, because I know where Poke is about to go with this, and I know what I'm about to go with this, is they had cast, costumed, and paid an actor to play Robin, Marlon Wayans. Yeah, they had they had Marlon Wayans ready to go on this bitch, and they they just cut him. They the last had minute. actually gone so far. Fuck in, you, Michelle Pfeiffer. Fuck in you. In redesigning the Robin costume and everything for this movie, that they ended up changing it in the comic book because they liked the design they had come up with so much. Boom. And and Marlon Wayans later claimed that he still got residuals from this fucking movie. He was that far into production, like he was contracted and everything. Uh, he actually had his contract bought out. To not play him in Batman and Robin, Joe Schumacher had the studio pay out his contract, so he got paid whatever the fee was, which was probably like I don't know, he was pretty famous then, so probably at least half a million, if not a million dollars. He got he paid, paid Wayne's money. Wayne's he got paid money. to do nothing. That's a pretty sweet deal. Guys. That is a pretty slick I deal. Oh man, what and do you pay me to do nothing. I will. I will. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you have to dress like uh, Robin and 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 make me laugh like Marlon Wayans, which is uh, to say fine. not That's at all. <laughs> but... Wow. They. I will do that for no money or all the money or whatever it is. They also I, another fact I picked up on. Sorry, I, I did a lot of research for this movie because I couldn't I couldn't resist how much I loved it. Um, Catwoman apparently went through an exorbitant amount of cat suits. The fact that I read says sixty. Yeah. But I don't know. I can I can never tell if these facts are like accurate. They cost $1,000 each. <laughs> Which so, to me seems very reasonable for like a movie prop. I'm surprised they weren't like each seriously? one cost 75,000. But I wonder like what was she just like kicking and like the suit well, did would you, rip every time? Did, did they you see would how, uh, it was like stitched together with those like tiny right. white stitches. Well, they would actually vacuum seal it. They oh had my god. A, they How would did... put a tube up to it, they and they would, would suck all the air out of it. Put a tube up her butt. What, what would that look like? <laughs> I don't know. And they said it was so bad that she could only film for like a minute and a half because she had such a hard time breathing. Yeah, I think she has a problem hearing, too, because those fucking rubber was like right over her ears. Yeah, they said she would scream all the time, and Tim Burton would have to <laughs> would talk cut and be like, that, you need to why. talk lower. Just like, imagine that's just like why. ten minutes of, of, of Michelle Pfeiffer being vacuumed into a suit, and then her just being, all right! Let's do this! <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure it, like, broke constantly, the, yeah. the seams on the suits. I'm sure they, like, vacuum-sealed them and they just exploded. Pogues, this I, movie is a treasure. <laughs> I read an interview with Michelle Pfeiffer, because I, I thought, like, when I was a kid, obviously, like, this was, like, screaming for a sequel. Like, oh, a Catwoman sequel, blah. Something. Like, you got something. it. Something. Yeah, but it, it happened. It, oh, no. A true sequel. But um, there was an interview with Michelle Pfeiffer where they asked her about it, like her time being Catwoman. She said, you could not pay me enough money to ever look at a Catwoman costume again. <laughs> and now I understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's actually one of the reasons Back when they asked her to be in the in. new movie, they paid her like a shit ton. of. They were going to give her a huge amount of money. And she said, no, I will not wear that suit again. And that's why she's not in the movie. She They went to her and she was like, I don't think so. <laughs> so, but at this point, I just have to say, th like I said it before, I think I've said it pre-episode, pre this is a Catwoman movie. She has 
an arc in this film. She is badass. I love the she, fact... Yeah, she has the coolest scenes, yeah. yeah. The fact that her claws are seam-ripping, like, things. Right. Because, like, like, it kind of harkens back to her, like, previous persona of being just, like, a homebody. Like, oh, I just knit things and sit with my cats. Like, yeah. she made it from shit she had laying around the house, and they're all seam-ripper things, so... And she gets the best fight scenes. Like, Batman has zero good fight scenes in this movie. He's just in his car, and then he, like, throws a battering, and that's really about it. Yeah, okay. he's he's so worthless in this movie. He really does need to be in it. In fact, uh, when the Penguin goes to frame Batman, he throws the batarang at the Ice Princess, or whatever the fuck she's called, and then ties her up. And then when she goes to escape, she's on the edge of a building, and the Penguin comes out and releases a bunch of bats. And the girl, like, flails for, like, 30 seconds, and Batman makes no effort to grab her. No. He could have saved her at any point and does nothing. It is insane. And then that never comes back into play. No one's like, Batman's awful. We need to get Batman. That's the end of the scene. Yeah. Yeah, it is crazy. No one's ever like, he killed her. It's just like they just forget it almost instantly because Batman DJs a... uh, <laughs> a, a speech where he scratches. I thought that was pretty good. Also, Batman is like there's a million scenes in every Batman movie of him jumping off a building, catching a falling woman, and then shooting a you know grappling hook up and 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 rescuing her. It happens in the other Batman movie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and it, and in this one, he just goes, "Oh fuck!" And she just like falls down, and he just goes, "Oof." That sucks. I mean, she, she did turn the Christmas lights on. I guess she did. So she accomplished her goal. For one but job. it's it's crazy that they weren't even like we'll, we'll have him like lunge towards her and he just misses her. It's just like he just watches her die. Yeah, he watches straight up, just goes, "Whoops, that sucks." Uh oh. And then we also find out that all of the uh, carnies are actually uh, uh, like electrical engineers, and they've rewired the Batmobile. Yeah, like, that's a dick. And I'm not trying to like say carnies aren't you know like they couldn't be smart, but these aren't even like carnies. These are like. Homeless sewer dwelling clowns that may or may not be kidnapped. <laughs> that where, is an accurate assessment. Yeah. Where the fuck did they learn how to like wire a very complex car? ITT Tech, man. They I were guess. At, they were at home. I saw that commercial, and they said <laughs> they did Batman Batmobile repair technician. They're like, "Yep, sign me up." <laughs> and maybe it was like a full sale degree or something. I don't know. But on top of having the best fight scenes. Catwoman all has all the good lines too. Like her dialogue is I, it's cheesy and it's mostly innuendo but she's delivering like interesting scenes. Bat- Batman has no interesting dialogue moments except with Catwoman. And then like cause he gets a moment at the party where he's like realizes she's uh, that she's Catwoman and it's just kind of this tense moment the time on the roof he, and then Catwoman like at some point Batman's fighting Catwoman and he says eat floor eat floor like as she he knocks says her down she's hungry and he's like and... eat floor and then he goes high in fiber I'm like oh batman it's... yeah it's batman. not great it's a bad quips buddy uh i wouldn't even call that a quip yeah it doesn't count as a quip it's like instead of calling somebody in to punch up the script they had him punch it down but this movie like i don't know what to say like how to how to phrase it it just has the most insane shit that I was so entertained. Because you're right. The plot is wandering. It never... Like, elements don't come to fruition. And it, it spends a lot of time without Batman. But the elements are just so bizarre. I like, didn't even really think about it till right now when Sarah brought it up. 
At no point is Batman ever under suspicion for that woman's death. The police are never chasing him. Right. Like, nothing ever comes of that. It's as if it just was... Well, the police chase him, but, like, for, like, five minutes, and then I guess they're just... They, they don't care anymore. Like, yeah, they, they just give up. Because of the Batmobile chase scene, in which his car shrinks into, like, half size, which was weird. Um, yeah. And uh, unexplained how, how Bruce is okay inside of that weird capsule. Because at least in, like, the new ones, the like, the bike comes out of the car, which is dumb, but makes more sense. At least know. makes some sense. Yeah, at least physically makes sense. At least he doesn't get scrunched into like a, a quarter size, and he's fine. But I... yeah, like like none of the things that are set up the 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 the, the power plant setup is never a real plan because it gets foiled, I guess. But yeah, and Batman's framing is just erased. Like yeah, yeah it's just like yeah, it's completely pointless. I. I... It's just bizarre how little of this movie – it doesn't feel like the movie's ever moving forward. It just feels like it's like, here's plot one. All right, that's going to get resolved, but yeah. now here's plot two. That's not going to get resolved either. Uh, Catwoman's now here. Uh, Penguin's running for mayor. Penguin's not going to run for mayor because Batman tricked him. It's just like all this random shit. But – And then in the middle of that is – you know, I, I gave the first movie a lot of shit for like the terrible Vicky Vale romance – the romance with him and Catwoman is even, I, I mean, it's just so tacked on for no reason. Holy crap. Um, did you know about the whole, like, thing with the person who was originally cast to play Vicky Vale? Annette Bening. Uh No, Sean, oh. Sean Young was oh, Sean Young, originally yeah. cast yeah, yeah, yeah. to play Vicky Vale, and she, she, she broke her collarbone. Yeah, she broke her collarbone, and she freaked out and dressed up like Catwoman and, like, came on the set and insisted that she needed to be Catwoman for this movie. That is a yeah, whole new level of bizarre. The, the story as it came out in like a, a kind of a doc on like the back, the behind the scenes created this film said that she got past security, which I mean, good job security in a bat, in a Catwoman costume that I guess she made or had someone make for her. And she burst into the writer's room and uh, reportedly, although he later denied this in an interview, Tim Burton hid under a desk until she left. <laughs> so Tim Burton's scared of uh, Christopher Walken and Sean Young dressed as Catwoman. I mean, honestly, I am too. Um, but yeah, they had Annette Benning on too, originally to play it. She was cast, she was costume, she was ready to go, and then she uh, announced that she had, she had become pregnant and she couldn't perform her, her role. So uh, Tim Burton was crushed. No one likes a good... Pregnant Catwoman. Yeah, that'd be a weird Which I find offensive. <laughs> I mean, they, you can't really, like, vacuum her into a suit at that point, so... Well, it depends on how pregnant she is. I would have liked to see a good second trimester or second trimester Catwoman, though, you know? I mean, that would add an extra level of creepiness for, like, the, the, the Penguin no. coming in and, like, sexually grunting at Catwoman. I do not like... <laughs> I love it. Let's talk more about it, Ben. <laughs> Let's talk more about it. Did you guys What's notice you do with those lotions? Okay, what? Can I, can Did I, you guys notice I... that when when the penguin was uh, revealed to be a deceitful because of that recording, which was kind of vague and could easily have been faked, and it was strange that it convinced the whole crowd almost instantly to betray their One candidate. Crowd and then turned everybody against him. And then the 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 crowd had a fuck ton of produce, like a lot. They Somebody threw... brought. 
like full heads of lettuce. Yes, yes, they threw full grocery style like like array was, of vegetables. And at this, this was guy. like a, a speech to his supporters. It's yeah, like a it pro random right. people. So yeah. they, were, they were like, just in case he says something we don't like, let's bring a Caesar and we'll chuck it at him. <laughs> Sarah, what were you gonna say? My different thing was at the very end where he is in his duck. Uh, his, his duck thing. boat, then later his, car. Yeah, his his, <laughs> his duck scissor lift. Yeah, <laughs> well, that that's earlier. That's earlier in the movie. He's <laughs> gonna change some light bulbs in a, like a church. Could could that duck go upstairs with only six wheels? I don't uh, know. I kind of want to know. Like, can we get a console? Like, can we ask Frank about this? Can we get a Frank console? Yeah, I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'm sure I, Frank I will. He, Frank will listen he works to this. On planes, so maybe yeah, our engineer buddy. We'll, we'll get him to. We'll get him to mock if there's him one thing Frank loves, it's deciding the hard science between the most asinine of things. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll get him right on the case to this, and uh, we'll have an answer on the mini episode of whether or not that vehicle could have possibly driven up those steps. I feel like it's very top heavy, and it would have fallen right the fuck over. Oh, absolutely, he would have been crushed by it. Um, did you also notice that Batman apparently has his own letterhead when he, when he delivers a note to, to Penguin? That letterhead and that whole entire thing was made in not even Photoshop, not even like publisher. That was paint. Yeah, that was hand, that was, that was like, hand drawn. Well, that handwriting not, is not Bob hand, Paint. Not handwriting, but paint on your computer. Like what? Like the program Paint. You think it was made in Paint? Yeah. Yeah, she's talking about bad? MS Paint. You think it was that paint. bad? Yeah, it was that. But bad. that 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 handwriting is Bob Kane. The Ooh. partial creator of Batman. What's he doing authorizing this, this debacker's film? Well, Let's be clear. Taking all the money for a character he only partially created. I loved this movie, but not because it was a Batman movie, but because it was insane shit. Oh, yeah, top to bottom, it's crazy as shit. I mean, and, there's not one part of it where you're like, nah, this was at least. Like, any time they could have reined it in, Tim Burton was like, nah, no. I don't think so. Which I like because original Batman felt a little reined in. Like, the Joker scenes were pretty crazy, but other Did than it that, it was a lot in? of. That museum scene felt reined in to you? I'm saying the Joker scenes were a little bonkers, but most other than that, you forget like 80% of that movie is just two people in a room quietly talking to each other. Like, there's not a lot of, like, bonkers shit. This movie has fucking, like, this one has, like, four different duck vehicles for Danny DeVito to drive around in in Long John's while he quacks and, and gropes women and eats raw fish. How could you not fucking love this shit? Yeah, there is that scene where he puts that pin that... on that woman and That is horrifying. His weird little he, flipper like, prosthetic, like, spends four minutes just honking her fucking... But Tim Burton did only agree to do this movie because he got, like, creative, like, reign over it. If someone had written him a stronger script, this could have been an amazing film. Yeah, I, I mean... This movie was just, like, Edward Scissorhands mixed with, like, Willy Wonka mixed with all kinds of bullshit. There was a lot of that, like, that, like plinky Tim Burton music with, like, big pans then, over, like, elaborate sets, which is, like, the most Tim Burton thing ever. Just a, what was the note I wrote? specifically like, like he's got that one song just that one that one song he plays as he pans over his like crazy fucking sets this is exactly what i wrote burden refused to direct until they granted him more creative control which explains that awful opening when the penguin travels to halloween town <laughs> yeah, it is yeah big parts of this movie you feel like we're like did they just save all these sets for nightmare before halloween 
So, we gotta talk about one big thing that happens here at the end. Batman sort of, well, I wouldn't even call it hinting, but he sort of pr- presents the idea that he could be Batman without, like, a full reveal, which I think is more in line what I expect from Batman, because... What do you mean he hints he could be Batman? He, he repeats a dialogue he has with Catwoman when they're Yeah, he doesn't suits. do that on purpose. Right, but it's like, it, it's like a, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's not like a big, it's not him confessing. It's him sort of maybe coming to the realization that this could be Catwoman and she, her, this could be Batman. And like, and, and they're, they're pretty sure, but it's not like, it's not on the nose. And then later on, he just fucking rips and, and literally rips his mask off. Well, the whole, I kind of read something, but saw it in the movie as well. They were the only two in that scene, like in the, the party, scene, the party masquerade. Yeah. That they didn't have masks on. Oh yeah, that's true. That's some because symbolism. their secret identities they are their masks. Yeah. Whoa, Popes! Oh, this movie's amazing. How do you yeah, not get behind it? Ten, 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 ten. Um, but what I mean is, like, that was okay. I was totally on board with him. Like, like, like vague wordplay. Like, reveal I'm Batman. Sort of trying to like find a like person to him because no one is like him. And then later on, for him to just be like in front of Max Shrek, just be like. Yeah, let me just take this off. And just completely rip his hood off and be like, it's me, Bruce Wayne. He was going to die. He's insane that he's just like, "Eh, let's just see how this plays out. Yeah. Yeah, The only thing more insane than that is Max Shrek says, Bruce, why are you dressed up like Batman? Seriously, bro? (laughs) When that happened, I was just like, this has absolutely no reason to ever happen ever. Because Batman's like, he's dedicated to not killing anyone. Like, he... He right. brings people to justice. Obviously. He doesn't kill. Well, don't see Why the new Batman he... movie. <laughs> yeah, unless he wrote the new Batman movie. Ugh, I hear terrible things. But let's get into the fucking tip top of Crazy Town. The peak, the peak of Insanity Mountain, which is when Catwoman produces a taser from somewhere in her skin tight suit. Um, she had it because she got it off that dead no, no. clown. I'm not saying I don't know where she got it. I, I know where she got it. She's asking where she keeps it. It was in bag. God's pocket. You mean your, your cleavage? Yeah. Is that Again. God's pocket? I thought that was a vagina. No, Whoa! No. Pokes, have you ever been with a woman? <laughs> that is not God's pocket. Well, I mean, cleavage, there's no bottom. <laughs> no one said God's pocket doesn't have a few flaws. Um... But she produces this taser from God knows where, and you think she's just going to electrocute Max, which would be sufficient, or throw him in the sewage, which would be sufficient. But she open-mouthed kisses him and then touches the live wire. And, and tasers. it's so hot. No, she ta- Yeah, she tongue-kisses a taser while holding a... Let's break this fucking down. For some down. reason, The taser is not necessary at all. Let's break this fucking she's down. She's touching a live wire, and she's just like... Open mouth licking him all over his eyeball. Podcast <laughs> listener, I want to be clear to you. Michelle Pfeiffer fucking tongue kisses Christopher Walken. I don't think she ever touches his tongue, but no, she does she, lick she his she entire licks. face. Open mouth, like like cat, weird cat kiss, yeah. like kiss like it, like sequence. <laughs> As she approaches him, A, she's wearing her cat costume, but she's been like thrown through glass and shit, so that her, her hair is coming out, she just looks insane. And she... Or she took her mask off at this point, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she just wigged out Michelle Pfeiffer with black eye makeup. She grabs Christopher Walken in his Willy Wonka suit and his Beetlejuice fucking stripe number. Beetlejuice. With his... <laughs> no, 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 not once more. Not once more. Uh, 
And his fucking... more, Beetlejuice? No! No, Beetlejuice! And his Einstein hair, and presses him against a Transformer, where she grabs a live wire... Which is, for some reason, inside of a penguin, presumably. Right, shouldn't be there. Someone has to do maintenance on that at some point, but whatever. She, she presses him against a Transformer, then puts a taser into up to her mouth, and kisses him, and fries him with the force to melt him to ash. No, he is not an ash. Because later, when Batman is pulling off oh, right. the, he's a the image, he a finds, like, um... A mummy. Yeah, he, yeah, mummified. He finds, like, uh, the Nazi guy at the end of Last Crusade. It yeah. It turn all the way to dust. And that, then you touch him and But his suit is fine. That is And written? his hair is still fine. He Someone an looks like he's desiccated. Suit. That's an expensive suit. That's not gonna fry. Someone wrote that, then storyboarded it, then got the effects ready for it, then filmed it, then okayed it. <laughs> that fucking happened. I'm, I'm okay with it. Exactly! That is why this movie is worth your fucking time. All two hours and two minutes of it. I'm okay with all of it. It's amazing. I'm, I'm okay with very little of it. Um, <sighs> yeah, so basically the penguin at the end dies from... Injury sustained in penguin rocket explosions? I, I guess, was... yeah, and falling... <laughs> He was drinking, uh, like, Toxic waste. poison the entire time. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's unclear. But he he, he emerges needlessly from the pool because he's just going to go die back in it again <laughs> moments later. And then later. pukes up this weird, like, not not the black shit that's been, like, pouring out of his mouth the right. entire time. But some weird green substance. Maybe because he's been inundated, like, or, like, been drowning <laughs> in the water, perhaps? <laughs> And then he dies, just dies, and then the six penguins appear. Uh, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. The honor guard penguins, the pallbearer penguins that just hang out in the back waiting in case somebody dies. And they pallbearer him into They're the water. Friends. But They're to be clear, friends. they don't lift him or pick him up or anything. No, they just They don't even seem to touch him. They just sort of like edge him down a concrete Oh, do we not look their Jedi? They slightly touch him with their flippers. Like barely, but they don't move him very well because he looks very heavy. And they just sort of, like, edge him down this fucking they concrete They basically face-slide somebody yeah. <laughs> yeah. across concrete. It's very, this ethere movie, it's very ethereal. This movie is the one of One best. of my notes before this was to ask, how many squid ink packets did Danny DeVito have to eat to keep up that, like, So creepy, many. Like, so interesting many. fact, he naturally does that. He has to eat a <laughs> squid ink repellent to not do it normally. Also, uh, again, I, I would like to know to what extent this means, but uh, um, multiple sources indicated that Danny DeVito stayed in character between takes. Can you fathom that? No. I just he, imagine he's he always a lot of this character. He's always this character. Um, his character, Penguin, is basically Frank from Always Sunny, without the flippers. Sure. But just imagine him, like, just snarling at women and, like, clapping his little... Uh, that's what I assume it meant is... Without the flippers! To, he like, snarls at women and is, like, a creepy, rich guy. He just molested a bunch of, uh, like, PAs. And he yeah. was like, no, 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 I'm in character. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there Dane anything... Video, uh, I salute you. Anything we missed that you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, just... If you haven't made it clear, go go get this movie and watch it. Well, two-thirds two of us say that. I love <laughs> this movie! Uh, there was one thing. Uh, did you notice in the scene where he's in the uh, like the little Batmobile, like, dime store, like, kind of like whatever he is that he's controlling the Batmobile, 
in the background, there's fans all over his trailer, and they tied streamers to all of them in case you didn't know they were fans. So, like, he's, like, in, like, a... It's just weird. I don't You're bearing the lead there, though. I forgot to talk about that. He's got a fucking Batmo- Batmobile recreated as, like, yeah, like you said, like a dollar store, like, kids, kids, kids ride. Yeah, uh, and he's riding that, which I assume they stole fucking, from, like, a convenience store. Fucking brilliant. He... Oh, I love it. I just love it. It's one of the many elements of this film that just make it the beautiful picture that it ended up being. Debatable. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, then I I think that wraps it up. Uh, Ben and Sarah clearly would recommend seeing this movie. I would. Five stars. Best Best Catwoman movie ever made. I think if you would watch it with other people, maybe. (laughs) I know. Watch it alone. I don't care shit. Post doesn't know what he's talking about. Go watch this fucking film. Michelle guys, Pfeiffer. You, you guys have listened to this podcast for 18-some movies. We all know that I'm the only one who knows what he's talking about. Just go watch Danny DeVito in a sweaty fucking long john uh, say gross things to Michelle Pfeiffer who's doing car wheels. I Just mean, go I, do it. Just go I, do it. I would say that I'm probably the most highly educated of us. Whoa! All right, that's, that's kind of how. Sure. All right now. Just, just saying. Um, We're all college graduates. I have two master's degrees. So as that stands, go see this movie. It's awesome. It's amazing. Well, for all you dum dums out there like me, don't go see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have, I have, I have nothing left to say. All right. Well, uh, you can of course follow our podcast on twitter at not an or naos pod <laughs> if you think there's something we missed from this or you'd like to view your opinion on this sweet film quote unquote uh leave us comment at facebook.com slash naos pod and we'll read them on the next mini episode me and ben uh cover that and tell you what movie to watch next you can find me on instagram at it's pogues ben uh, I'm at the Disco Pony on Twitter, and you can check out my site at therealbenchapman.com. But you already know that. You already know that. Yeah, this is just we just do it just for fun, to stroke our egos. Sarah, do, do you want to tell people to go somewhere? No. Right. <laughs> just, ooh, straight no. Sarah, you don't want to plug like a library? Um, my library is actually going through a renovation right now, so come see us afterwards. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a special school, like a middle school room. Only for middle school students. It's gonna be great. Come play video games, tabletop games, whatever. Indian Trails Library. There you go. If you're in Chicago, check it out. Look for uh, a ginger with a beard. That'll be yeah. Sarah. Say hi. I do have a mustache by now. It's grown out. Oh, are you, are you like doing like the curls or? It's a real magnet oh, yeah. PI thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ben's into that. I All right. That. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll see you next week. Folks, can you just edit in here some weird uh, Dana DeVito quotes about him doing sexual innuendos? No.